When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Hi, 11, I 11, I 11. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast yet again, another week in your ear. If you wouldn't mind, if it's not too much to ask, go leave us a review. Rate and review us. Do it right now while you're listening. Go to the Apple iTunes, leave us a review. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. It helps us out so much. And if you'd like to email us suggestions uh, of guests, topics, or even a question you'd like answered or some advice you need, email us at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. And take it a step further. You want to call us and leave a voicemail on the podcast? Go ahead and do that. 513-916-0930. That's 513-916-0930. Leave us a message and just know that it will be played on the podcast unless otherwise noted. I'm on the road as well. I'm going to be in Chicago this coming weekend, November 17th and 18th with my girl Carly Aquilino. We'll be at the Zanies Chicago and Rosemont Zanies as well. I will be at the Albany Funny Bone the weekend after Thanksgiving. I believe that's November 25th and 26th. That's Albany Funny Bone in the mall there. And I will be at the Comedy on the Carlson in Rochester, New York, December 15th and 16th, I believe, wrapping up the tour in Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone on the night before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve. All tickets can be purchased at jessiemay.com. And if you'd like to watch the podcast, that's available on my YouTube page. Go to youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso to watch, listen, and learn, and maybe laugh. That's all we can hope for in this life, and I hope this episode does that and more. We're going OG again. It's just your girl, Jesse May Peluso. I'm here to talk about what I've experienced this past week, doing a little bit of touring, and some revelations I've had about myself. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with the one, the only, Jesse May Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening beep. to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me can this be recorded hey everybody I hope you can hear me. I hope this is working. I am trying a different platform. Zoom, not new, only different for us because it's more consistent, it feels. It doesn't cause as many issues. Anywho, you don't need to know that. Hi, everybody. What's going on? I am dealing with a little cold, so the only way to really start this podcast is to inform you that I am on cold medicine and psilocybin. 
really the Lord's medicine, if you will, trying to combat travel amoebas that have infiltrated my system. Very rude. Rude, rude as, as, as all get out. I'm smoking a baby Jeter Maui Wowie, oil soaked rolled in Kiev. You're welcome. Let's get this party started. I am fresh off of going to New Orleans and I went to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. A lot happened. A lot happened. One, I picked up plain amoebas along the way. I don't think I'm necessarily sick. I think I am run down. I also am a person who gets regional, regional, <laughs> regional allergies. Well, that's got to be a thing too, right? To travel and to go into a different region. Of course, you are infiltrated with that area's flora and fauna that fucks up your olfactory cat dander that's flying through the air from all the cat ladies that live by nearby and all the ragweed and dust and pollen that your body's not used to. So I'm sure regional allergies are a thing. What we're talking about here are seasonal allergies. I get them this time of year. It's, it's a part of my genetic makeup. And I'm sure you guys have listened to podcasts in the past around this time of year. I would be interested if anybody could dig those up. You could tell me episode numbers were around this time of year, the fall season. I'm complaining about regional allergies. That's neither here nor there. Shout out to all my regional allergy babies. Hope you're surviving. Hope you're getting your ginkgo bilobas and your vitamin C. And your liquid death. Not sponsoring the podcast. Although they should. Who am I to tell someone what to do, when to do? But you should. This podcast deserves it. I have a roll of toilet paper nearby because... I didn't read the fine print on the tissue that I bought. I bought a three pack of cubed tissues. I like a cubed tissue box. I don't want the long flat one. It takes up too much space. It looks too, like if you have a long flat tissue box in your house, I also assume there's a hospital bed. I'm not here knocking anybody's ailments or what people are going through, but it looks like a hospital in my mind. I want a cubed. I want my illness to be contained. I don't want it to be spread out. So I like a cubed box of tissues. Unbeknownst to me, this box of tissues had puffs plus soaked in to the sheets of tissues. Who wants that? I don't want, I, I, I don't want my nose to be soaked with Vicks Vapor Rub soaked tissues. All of my cilias in my nostrils have been burnt to shit from these tissues, especially when you don't know if you take a blow unbeknownst to you on a puffs plus Vicks Vaker, Vicks Vaker. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Vicks vapor rub soaked sheet of tissue. You take a blast of that through your nostril. I, I would, I would put a bet that none of your cilias are going to be left. None of your nose hairs are going to be left. They're going to be burnt to shit, burnt to a crisp. Call the fire department. Maybe that's a good way to call the fire department. It's not necessarily a fire, but it feels like one. What if something feels like a fire? Like an emotional burn. Can you still call the fire department? Asking for a friend. So I went through that a couple times. It took me a couple times to learn my lesson. That's who I am. I'm the person that when I get burned once on the stove, it's not enough. 
I need a couple burns to learn. Sometimes we need a couple burns to learn. We don't get it the first time. Fool me once. Shame on you. Burn me a second time. I'm a dumb bitch. That's, that's the philosophy. So I, I took a couple blasts with these Puffs Plus tissues and fucking A. It blew me back to my, to my childhood. I, I was transported back to a time when I was eight and sick in bed. And my mom used to put an inch thick of Vicks Vapor Rub on my chest. Did anyone check to see if that was safe? Was anyone looking into the ingredients? How would we do it with a farmer's almanac? How would anyone check these ingredients? Now we have apps for it, but what were moms doing? Just trusting companies willy-nilly, putting a thick of this minty menthol balm on their children's chest and hoping for the best? Fuck, we really threw caution to the wind. Thank God for Google, but then again, even though we have Google and the accessibility to information, not all the information is valid, so we're right back where we started. Maybe even worse off, because now we've got a whole generation of people who think they know everything, and it's based on fake news. Fake news. That Vicks Vapor Rub is fake fucking news. Well, I am fully expecting to not get any worse. I'm putting that out there. Excuse me while I breathe in what's left. And I got to tell you, I know that my nose hairs are burnt because when I take a sniff in, it feels like the ocean breeze is going straight through my skull. It feels like it is the coolest breeze and I can feel it on every inch of the inside of my nose. Every fucking inch is getting a cold blast. You know, when you like, you ever shave and go for a jog, the the wind hits different. (laughs) On your fresh skin, it feels, it it feels, you can feel every pore being infiltrated by air. How many times can I say infiltrated? So that's neither here nor air. I am planning to make a full recovery. That is my goal. I'm planning to not succumb to the flight amoebas that have entered my body. I'm, I'm, I'm depending on my body to fight it all off. And I do think after a couple years of us being in quarantine, we're more susceptible. We're susceptible to all the stuff that's out there. I just was talking with Tully on our podcast, The Deuce, and he's got hand, f- knuckle, and foot, whatever that weird ass, as he called it, Dr. Seuss disease is. Eye, ear, nose, throat, and ankle. That weird thing. We couldn't come up with a better name for that. We've got all these fancy disease names and someone just dropped the ball. I, I got nothing. What, what are we going to call it? I don't know, Gregory. I'm, uh, I just named dysentery, celiac disease, and in, in, in Stephen Johnson's. I got nothing left. How does it affect them? Their ear, foot, and nose. Well, it's a, the ear, foot, and nose disease. Somebody was exhausted that day that disease got named. That disease really didn't get its due due diligence honestly it was it was taken advantage of and it wasn't given what it deserved and i'm sorry for the ear nose foot and ankle disease that you were left with that that alias it's a, it's a lazy name and i think we should bring this to the supreme court and, and have it looked at this is a serious issue we all need to focus on so more people i'm hearing in my peripheral life, people who have children are getting this 
eye, nose, and throat, open sore, open wound disease that I'm convinced was originated on Noah's Ark. This sounds like some shit that's in a barn. Why is it in your house? My neighbor's got it. Mike Tully's got it. And I'm, I'm, don't touch me. No one come near me. I don't even want to make you laugh if you've got that shit going on. And I think these diseases have become emboldened during a time when human beings have sort of been hibernating in a sense because of quarantine. We've been home. We haven't been out as much, therefore not exposed as much to all of these different bacteria that we're used to. And to the point of what I made on, on the deuce, people are also over sterilizing themselves. So not only are we getting rid of the bad bacteria on our body, we're also eliminating the good bacteria so that when we go back out into the world, these diseases that have sort of had a renewal, like they're going out on some Motown tour. You know, you ever see those bands that come back around, like even like Fleetwood Mac, like the Fleetwood Mac reunion tour. That's the same as like ear, nose and throat showing up. They haven't been around. They want to get back together. They think there's an audience for it. And we go out in the world and it attaches itself to us. Boom. Dr. Seuss disease in your ear, your nose and your throat. Is it ear, nose, throat, ear, no, ear, foot, ear? Is there, is it even the ear? Eye, nose, foot. There's a foot involved. One foot, two foot. One thing, two thing. It's the Dr. Seuss disease and it's out there and it's coming for you and your kids. Stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home, everybody. <laughs> So hopefully I don't have that. I was in New Orleans, had never been to New Orleans. Amazing city. Smells like an open wound. Speaking of open wounds, it's the French Quarter smells like the time that ear, nose, and foot. Is that what it is? It smells like the day ear, nose, and foot was discovered. And this is no diss to, to New Orleans. Look, your architecture your people, your food, your culture, your music is mwah, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. The aroma surrounding the French Quarter smells like war. And I don't even know what war smells like. I just can't imagine that it's a nice smell. I'd rather shove Puffs Plus in my nostrils than smell the French Quarter. But because it's such an interesting, unique, and vibrant city or place in in the world yeah you just you grin and bear it even though that that those aromas literally slap you in the face you grin and bear it uh walked through the french quarter i had my first ever jambalaya had never had jambalaya before in all the years of traveling all the countries i've been all the places i've been new orleans is such a unique city it's definitely a result of the cross worlds of so many cultures, so many different cultures and so many different influences, this literal melting pot of culture that has given birth to this unique place in our country. It's one of the coolest places I've ever been to. Never ever had have, had had jambalaya. Delicious. I wish we could remember where we went. It was the gumbo shop. I believe that was the name of the restaurant. Shout out to the gumbo shop. And I had jambalaya. I had... Oh my God, I had whiskey bread pudding. <gasps> Yo, bread pudding, it's just, it's soggy bread. 
It sounds like it shouldn't be as good as it is. It's sweet, soggy bread, which is what a lot of people were called in high school. And, and, and it triggers them to hear. But once you put that soft, sweet, soggy bread in your mouth, gosh darn it, if you don't have a conversation with God, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing wrong. Delicious. With a little whiskey? Damn. Food is delicious. And the food there was delicious. A little jambalaya, a little bread pudding. I had a glass of red wine. You know, not doing too much because tomorrow is my recap spec scan with Dr. Amon, and we will get into that towards the end of the show. We'll talk about Dr. Amon. Um, I only had a little bit. You know, red wine has flavonoids, has some antioxidants. The Romans drank it. My ancestors, shout out to my Dago ancestors. Um, I had to have some with the jambalaya. I simply had to. I couldn't not. And so I did. I did. And it was one of the most delicious meals I had had in so long. And then we walked around and it was nice because it wasn't Mardi Gras. I will say that I think everyone should experience as much as they can in their life. I believe you should have a bucket list. And I believe you should put things on like the Las Vegas strip, even though I have no fucking desire to go. I believe you should put things on like New Orleans, Mardi Gras, certain things should be experienced before you die. And I, having gone to New Orleans and also having traveled so much in my life, I don't think I need to experience it, but I would love you guys to and just report back and tell me if I should or not. Because the idea of just showing tits and only getting plastic beads, what are you girls doing? Your titties are just worth plastic? Come on. No way, sis. No way, Jose. Not these perfect 34 C's. One's a little bit bigger than the other. Thank you, Mother Nature and the sis that won't leave me alone. But these are worth way more than plastic beads. Somewhere down the line, someone's got to change this tradition. And here I am talking shit about it. I should know about it. I, I, I definitely should have researched this a little bit. Let's see. Um, beads for boobs tradition. Let's see if there's anything on here. New Orleans before I talk some shit. Maybe there's something that makes sense about it. Um, the history of flashing for beads in the Mardi Gras. Um, beads have been a part of the Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans since 1890s. That's insane. When a carnival king first threw fake jewelry to his clothed subjects. But flashing for beads didn't begin till the 1970s. Makes sense. Sexual revolution, all the drugs... Dr. Wesley Shrum, a professor at sociology at Louisiana State University, published his research into ritual disrobement and, at Mardi Gras in 1996. He discovered that flashing for beads during Mardi Gras began in the French Quarter in the mid-1970s when a nudist group decided to try to get passerbyers to flash them, a grown-up version of I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Soon, nudists began enticing would-be flashers with the promise of beads as a reward. By the 18, 1980s, it had become common for both men and women to flash their boobs, butts, and sometimes genitals for beads on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras. In fact, flashing the beads was so ubiqui ubiquitous, ubiquitous, it's such a tough word, by the time Dr. Shrum intended his first Mardi Gras in 1983, it was so common that when I tried to find out when all this started, people said, oh, it's been going on forever. It's just a Mardi Gras tradition. It started a long time ago. Well, it hadn't start, it started a long time ago. It was only about four or five years. So this just came about from nudists. See the power of influence? This is not even anything that's rooted in something special. 
So I, I am correct in saying, step up your game. You're only gonna give me plastic beads. No, 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 no. Not for these titties. That's why I would be the worst Mardi Gras attendee ever. I would just be fl flipping the bird. I, I'm. There's no part of me that's doing that. By the way, OnlyFans. Hello. That there's there's the the standard. Not that I would ever do OnlyFans, but it sounds like lonely fans if you're out there flashing your boobs at Mardi Gras for plastic beads. No judgment, but all judgment. You know. So I was happy that it wasn't Mardi Gras because I was actually able to traverse a city, second time I've used that word in this podcast, and enjoy it and really take in the beautiful architecture. The architecture is so beautiful. Found my favorite part of it, dormer windows, which are these half dome windows that sit on top of the buildings. I learned about the shotgun houses, which are referred to that because of the style of the home. If you open the front door, you can shoot, they would say, you could shoot a shotgun and, and go through straight through the house which is such a, a, a fucked up way to describe a house. I don't want a shotgun anywhere near my house unless it's mine. So I ho hopefully no one's going to shoot through my house. But they had these just beautiful shutters and, and their, their gallery slash patio style uh, cast iron around the buildings. There's a difference between a patio and a gallery. The gallery is the one that has more of like the cast iron and encompasses the entirety of the outside so beautiful but the smell you'd just be looking at this architecture and then get punched in your face by dysentery piss and they will not be at Coachella this year I hate to tell it I hate to tell you that I hate to tell you they won't be at Coachella it was it was an amalgamation of the most amazing architecture mixed with the most disgusting smells and the most delicious food it's it is an insult to all of your senses in the best and worst ways. And a lot of places are like that. I kind of feel like the desert can be like that. It's very rough, rugged. I feel like Vegas can be like that. I feel like traveling overseas obviously can be like that. It's this amalgamation of an attack on your senses that makes the experience so unique to that specific area. I went to it was a DuPont Cafe, Demon Cafe Demon. I had the beignets with the coffee. Woo! Girl, you know I don't eat that stuff. Chef's kiss. The fried dough, unlike any other fried dough I'd ever had. With a cup of coffee. Fuck. So good. So delicious. Not nutritious. But sometimes you gotta break the rules in order to have... A once-in-a-lifetime experience. If I'm going to go to a place, I want the food the place is known for. And I knew about the mufalada sandwich from my brother-in-law. My sister and him went to... My sister and, and he went and traveled to New Orleans last year. And he loved the mufalada sandwich so much, he made it for us back in, in Syracuse. And I had enjoyed it so much, which is unlike me because I don't eat deli meats. I don't eat that processed type of meat. But again, sometimes you have to make concessions and I hope it doesn't show up on my fucking brain scan tomorrow. I hope these concessions haven't parked themselves inside of my brain cavity only to be discovered by the great psychiatrist, Dr. Daniel Amen. He'll probably be like, it looked like you had a mufalada in your prefrontal cortex. And I'll be like, fuck you, New Orleans, shit. It got me again. There seems to be a beignet in your pineal gland. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. 
But the mufalata sandwich was delicious. We actually had that at the mufalata cafe. I know we went to the gumbo shop, went to the mufalata cafe. We walked around the French Quarter. It, this, this city was just so unique. And, and then, you know, I'm a big fan of music and live music. So we stumbled upon this adorable little French cafe that had a live brass traditional new orleans brass and jazz band and it was delightful i felt like i was transported back in time the music's almost comical that that style of music it has so much personality and it's so fun to watch each of the different musicians have their own moment and bring something special to the song and it's also fun to watch uh, americans air jazz things, air jazz instruments. What are you doing? You look like you're checking a bull, a bull's testicles. This isn't an instrument. I, I don't know what, you're not playing the saxophone. You're, you're playing, you're, you're playing the, the, the farmer inseminating a cow, not a cow, a, a bull. Bull's nuts, not cow's nuts. Cows don't have nuts. I understand the, the female male separation there, but you get what I'm saying. You, you catch my drift. Just people who think that they, you know, <laughs> it's so awkward to watch. Stop miming instruments you don't play. Just enjoy the music. It's not about you. It's about the brass band right now. It was it was it was a magical it was a magical experience. I loved it. And I was walking down the street smoking a joint trying to blend in as much as possible cuz there are a lot of street hecklers trying to sell you trying to buy your soul trying to steal from you it is uh it is an interesting place i would say new orleans is not for the weary of heart if you travel to new new orleans you better be street smart excuse me sorry you better be street smart you better be savvy you better not have your louis vuitton on and you better respect the culture because it is it's an aggressive city it's an aggressive culture. It's an aggressive experience, not in a negative way. Again, I've traveled to so many different places. This was such an interesting, it had such an interest, interesting effect on my senses. My senses were rocked. Maybe that's what's going on. New Orleans is coming out of my skull right now. But, and it makes me wonder, do some people deserve to be scammed because they're so ignorant. I get ignorance is bliss, but at some point, isn't ignorance a responsibility of your own? Because at some point, ignorant people get taken advantage of. And can you really blame the person taking advantage of the other person? I don't know if you can. That's a cause and effect situation. If there's no one to be taken advantage of, no one's going to be taken advantage of. People leave themselves susceptible. It's up to you to educate yourself about the area you're going into. And you can't go in, I'm sorry, you can't go in assuming everyone's kind. You can't go in assuming everyone's looking out for you or wants the best for you. And as much as we want to say the opposite is true, it's, it's the one that keeps you alive and the, and the one that keeps your wallet on your body is what I'll say. You know, I lived in ghetto areas for the better part of my life in New York City and, you know, even parts of Los Angeles are not that safe. 
I've been fortunate enough to not live in those areas, but I'm still traversing third time those areas. And I'll tell you, you've got to keep your head on a swivel. Ignorance isn't bliss when it comes to travel. So just keep yourself smart or deserve to get scammed because you chose to not educate yourself and you chose to see the good in people. Well, if you see the good in people, they're going to see the wallet in your pocket, into their pocket. So, you know, tread lightly when you travel is all I got to say. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair type. Founded by a team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, hello, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. We love a little customization, don't we? Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Can you believe that? 54 trillion? Wow. Each one is vegan and cruelty-free. Hello. With no sulfates or parabens. Amazing. You can go completely silicone-free as well. Here's how it works. First, you take their hair quiz designed to build your hair profile and select up to five goals. I got goals for my split ends, dryness, itchiness, and overall wanting some hydration back in my hair. Next, you choose your color and fragrance or go dye and fragrance free up to you. Then you get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepared for good hair days ahead. They even offer discounts and benefits when you subscribe. We love that. Start giving your hair the personalized care it needs. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash sharp. That's S-H-A-R-P to take your hair goal quiz and you'll save 20% on your first order when you subscribe. No commitments and you can cancel any time. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash sharp to let them know you heard about it from our show and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash sharp to take your hair quiz and save 20% off your first order today. I talked a little bit about Arizona before, but I wanted to, to tell the story. I don't know if I did last week, but Kalia almost crapped her pants on a hike. Did we talk about that? If we didn't, we can, we can touch it real quick. Her and I went and had breakfast. We had a couple egg, egg and cheese bagels and some coffee. She had hot chocolate because she's a child. This girl drinks hot chocolate like she's Willy Wonka on the chocolate factory. And we went on a hike. Not too tough of one. You know, my dogs are a little bit older. Carlin can't really handle, can't really handle the height and the terrain of Arizona is a little rough. The rocks, you know, it's not like a soft pebble. It's a bunch of jagged rocks on his, it's a jagged little rock on his foot. That was an Alanis, Alanis Morissette reference. So it wasn't the easiest to, to climb through and, and climb over. And I look back and Kalia's in the back and, and, and her skin color changed. She just looked clammy. And I was like, you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she was playing it tough. I, I didn't realize until after, you know, traveling a little bit more. And Carlin kept looking back. You know, dogs can sense things. And I, I stayed back. And I was like, what's going on? How are you? She's like, man, if we don't stop, I think I'm going to crap my pants. I was like, well, damn. Damn, sis, how long have you felt this way? Why, why haven't you told me? This is an emergency situation. I don't need to hike that bad. And I, what a great friend that she's willing to crap her pants for my hike enjoyment. But damn, no. It was a real learning moment for her and I as friends. Like, girl, crapping your pants trumps anything else. 
truly it trumps anything else oh my end music is playing sorry guys i'm not done yet <laughs> i don't know why my end music is playing <laughs> oh god so you know she she was trying to take it take it like a woman hiking and needing to crap and i was like listen anytime you need to poop girl that's what we're gonna do i don't need to see the top of this mountain because i don't want you, your your poo poo pants in my car I don't know if we told that story, but I felt the need to tell you that that's how much of a champ she was. That's how much of a, of a special person, special friend she is, that she was willing to, to almost crap herself so that I could finish my hike. Man, what's that say about me? I got I to gotta soften my, my resolve and, and soften my approach to people. Maybe I'm too harsh. Maybe she thought she couldn't open up to me. That makes me feel bad. That makes me feel, reassess how I am. So Dr. Daniel Amon. I am getting my brain scan rechecked, rescanned. It's been over a year. And um, I'm excited and nervous, uh, definitely trepidatious about the experience. We will be recording and going over the results of my brain scan immediately after the scan, and he has time to look at it. It's the SPEC scan, the single photon uh, emitted computed topography i think topography or tomography scan which takes the you know a look at your brain and, and where the activity is happening and where the activity isn't happening and last time you guys can go on my instagram feed if you scroll down you can see the first time that i had my brain scanned and see the results we posted some videos and i'll post some throwback videos this week so you can see some of those clips and get a little bit of the information about the scan but basically, he'll be able to tell what chambers of my brain are active and which parts are sleepy. And last time, I had a lot of sleepiness in my prefrontal cortex, which is indicative of a lot of things. It indicates a lot of things. It indicates what he discovered, a certain level of depression. He literally said, he said, I can literally see your depression, which gave me the freedom to admit that I was depressed going through the loss of my dad and now the you know the illness and loss of my mother having something some data gave me the freedom to feel it emotionally which is just the type of person i am i'm a detail oriented person and i i thrive off of hard facts and hard hard evidence even when it comes to something as sometimes unequatable or non-equatable as emotions i don't know if that's a word but Emotions aren't something that can really be quantified. So for me to have an experience quantified and backed by science and data was very relieving. So I'm interested to see what epiphanies are discovered from this next scan. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but you guys know I'm coming off of sober, sober October. I barely drank in New Orleans. I barely drank in New Hampshire. So... I'm interested to see how the brain has adjusted, if at all, and what sort of revelations Dr. Daniel Amen is going to discover from the scan and what I'm going to learn about myself. Because there's always something to learn. I think that having access to such an amazing doctor and also amazing procedure that so many people don't have access to makes me feel very grateful and, and having the information uh, that allows me to have freedom and the freedom in the, the 
luxury of healing because sometimes healing is a luxury because it comes at the heels of having access and resources that a lot of people don't have access to. So I'm, I'm really grateful for this experience and looking forward to see what we discover about myself. And speaking of discoveries, why don't we get into a little segment that we haven't done in a, in a hot minute that I like to call Carpe Diems. We shall leave these men unnamed. I'm not trying to swoon you or anything, but I have to say you have the most attractive personality and looks I've seen. Keep doing you. Oh, man. Thank you. That is a great non-sexual, non-salacious DM slide. Very, very classy. And I appreciate that. And you're not wrong. And it still feels like you're trying to swoon me. A little bit of reverse psychology there. I appreciate it. I respect it. But the delivery was very classy. 10 out of 10. Let's see what we have next. Um, here we go. This guy says, you're fucking awesome. Hey! Hey, fella! You're fucking awesome. It sounds like I got friend-zoned by a lot of you, and I'm not mad at it. You're fucking awesome. I appreciate you. I feel like I'm getting... Th this is a... It's like some sort of scam that these people maybe don't realize who they're messaging or what they're messaging for, or I'm just going to accept it and appreciate it. This guy says, you're the best. You know that? Is this what they call sliding in the DMs? Yes, it is. You're sliding in the DMs wonderfully, sir, with a very teeny tiny tank top and big muscles. Good for you. Good for you putting the skin on display and keeping it classy. You guys are literally keeping it classy. This is the nicest Carpe DMs we've ever had. See what else we got. I know you don't need one, but I'd be your man. Oh, here we go. It's a slippery freaking slope, guys. It's a slippery slope. Okay, look, I am, we, we know I'm celibate. So as long as you're cool with that, you're still not going to get anything because I don't, this is not how it works. This is just a fun segment to to bring the guys in and and show what what messages girls get sometimes and I gotta say these don't feel like the status quo and I'm not mad at it this guy says hey pretty lady now that to me is a very cute cat call a cat call you might hear in like Kansas like the the town where my ex lives Beloit Kansas some guy might yell that to you from a John Deere hey pretty lady and and you think it's sweet but in his mind it's still not like what he's really saying is, I'd sure like to, uh, I really would like to fertilize your crops. But what comes out is, hey, pretty lady. And I'm not mad at it. I am not. Let's get another one. I'm a restaurant owner trying to put you on the menu. Okay. Yes. And I am, let me tell you, this dish is worth a lot more than plastic beads in the French Quarter. These people got to pay to play. And even then, you don't get to play or eat. Nothing is going to be eaten by me. Only my soulmate. Only the next man I meet who is going to be my soulmate, that's why I'm celibate, will put me on his menu. But thank you. What would we call me if I were a dish? Probably the scoozy. Uh, like, like, forget about it comes about in my mind, but that's not my thing. Scoochamagooch. Mmm, that doesn't really sound appetizing. 
Peluso sausage sandwich. <laughs> if you guys would like to slide in my DMs, try and keep it cute. We also have Dr. Peluso that might still be up on my story, but that's Sundays and Mondays if you want to get to my Instagram story and get some advice from you, me. Yours truly, Dr. Peluso. That's on my Instagram page. And shows coming up this weekend. I'm going to be in Chicago at Chicago Zanies with Carly, November 17th and 18th. And then I'm going to be in Albany at the Albany Funny Bone the weekend after Thanksgiving. Also, December... I'm going to be at Comedy, in the, Comedy on the Carlson, December 16th and 17th, rounding up my tour at Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York for the day before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve. You can get tickets at jessiemay.com. Fucking love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and keep it real. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.